0: Twins for the win, a high school in Texas is making headlines in an extraordinary way. Twins, not just a couple of twins in their graduating class, 35 pairs of twins. Texas is going big again. 70 students in the class of 2022 at Mansfield High School are twins. The school, located in Mansfield, Texas, has 2,600 students total. Statistics say they should have 10 twin pairs in the entire student body, not 35 in one class. It's both bizarre as well as fun. Students say they've gotten used to it being called by their sibling's name, receiving the wrong paper from a teacher. Some of them have decided to part ways, strike out on their own, but many of them are going off to the same university. They've become best friends. Staying brings them joy. That word joy, the joy of belonging, we know about that. In Christ Jesus, we have joy now and forever. Welcome to Haven Today here on Cinco de Mayo, and if you don't speak any Spanish, I simply want to say it's May 5th. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're still in a most joyful series that we're calling Rejoicing in Jesus. We've been thinking about joy the last couple of weeks as we've been working our way through the little letter of Philippians. This letter is filled to the brim with joy. And what is joy? According to Webster's Dictionary, the word in English can be both a noun as well as a verb. As a noun, it's the emotion evoked by well being, success, or good fortune. And when you put the word into action, it means we experience great pleasure or delight. We've all experienced joy in our lives, from spending time with loved ones to the elation of watching a beautiful sunset. But if you're like me, you know that joy can come and go so quickly. How do we find joy that lasts? the kind of joy that Paul had, even in prison when he wrote this letter. Well, stay with me. We're coming to the end of chapter 3 in Philippians to discover the secret of joy in the Christian life. I don't think you want to miss this time together. Then after the program, I'd like to invite you to partner with us to keep sharing the great story of Jesus on your local station, as well as stations all over the world. Haven Today is entirely supported by friends like you. And as a thank you for your partnership, I'd like to send you the bundle of Sing the Bible, volumes one through four, four CDs created by singer-songwriter Randall Goodgame. These songs were written to help his own children memorize scripture and introduce them to Jesus in a fun way
1: Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding God right
0: You can kind of tell at one time in his life he wrote for Veggie Tales, but every song on the Sing the Bible series is word for word from Scripture. Whether you have the CD in the car, or it's playing when you're just doing things around the house, the kids in your life are going to memorize God's word, and it's going to be a fun thing to do for them. I think you, too, will be encouraged by God's word from this music. Catherine in New York made a gift to the ministry and asked us to send them to her grandkids with a sweet little note. I hope you enjoy singing these songs. Catherine, I believe they will. Thank you for your generous support. And what about you? We can send this four-CD set directly to the kids in your life as well. Call us after the program. Make your minimum gift for the set. The number to call is eight hundred sixty-five haven eight hundred sixty-five haven And if you just like the brand new Sing the Bible 4, we have that for your gift of any amount. You can also listen to samples from all the CDs and watch videos we've shot with Randall and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's open this Thursday with Rend Collective.
2: Though the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. In the dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. Though the waters rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you, oh. in the fight
0: joy of the Lord here in this haven today with Wren Collective. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. The program's called Rejoicing in Jesus. I can still remember back when my kids were still at home. My son would love to put on his daddy's shoes and a shirt and walk around pretending to be me. Of course, it was pretty comical. The shirt was all the way to the floor. My son kept tripping, trying to walk in shoes too big for him. And maybe your kids, your grandkids did something or do something like that too. A moment of joy that always brings a smile to your face. But there's also something deeply theological about a moment like that. Here he was, one of my sons. He belonged to my family. Nothing could change that. Yet he aspired to grow. He was aspiring to imitate me. And that's what Paul was getting to when he said we should strive ahead, seeking maturity, seeking godliness. We're children in our father's house, but we have access to his shoes and his shirt. And we can grow and strive towards holiness. Here's how he put it in Philippians three, fifteen and 16. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, That, too, God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Philippians, I've mentioned it every day. It's a book that's full of joy, the most joyful book in all the Bible. And it's a book that centers us on Christ. But it's also a book that encourages us, because of the joy we have in Christ, to pursue godliness. Live up to what you've already obtained. That's what Paul tells us. And what have we obtained? Joy in Christ, salvation from sin, the loving embrace of the Father, the resurrection power of the Spirit. These things call us to follow after the Lord with all our heart, mind, and strength. They draw us out. Our calling is to live into that reality, to grow into the shoes and shirt that we've been given. They don't fit right away. And they might never fit quite right, but as Paul says, we can be confident that Christ will finish the good work he started in us. We who believe will be made perfect. And that's kind of hard to believe sometimes. Paul's saying in Philippians 3 that he forgets what lies behind. Whether it was his vast accomplishments or his failures, he leaves those things behind him and he presses toward the goal. Inheriting the price, eternal life, that God has given him in Christ. Well, that should be our desire too. We've all failed miserably in the past. And we also all have a success story or two. But we lose track when our eyes on those things. Instead, our eyes should be on Christ and the joy we have in him. Immeasurable joy. Joy that brings us out of ourselves and leads us to just run to Christ, to flee from sin, to embrace his love. And Paul talks about this right at the end of Philippians 3. Maybe I should share this little passage together with you. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I've told you before, and now I tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Paul puts himself and other godly leaders in the church as an example. This isn't Paul saying he was perfect. It's not him saying he's the only one who could do the right thing. It's Paul saying, listen, I'm a beggar, and I've found where the bread is. Follow me. And what's wonderful is Christ does more than just give us scraps of bread to satisfy us temporarily. He fills us full. He satisfies our deepest longings. So we need to follow Paul's example. And then we can find our joy in Christ. So turn to Christ and let Christ fill you. There are enemies of the cross, and those enemies make their stomach their God. That's how Paul puts it. We're all hungry beggars sin and the brokenness of this world have made us hungry creatures desperate for satisfaction desperate for something to fill our longing for hope and truth and justice. But there are some who hate Christ who follow their own cravings even trying to oppose Christ. These are the ones who stand in the way when justice for the poor and the outcast is on the line. These are the ones who try to silence the voice of those who are crying out to the Lord. The enemies are those who want to shut down any talk of Jesus or any mention of the high calling he has placed upon us. Our mind quickly goes to Paul's next sentence. Their destiny is destruction. But why do we ignore Paul's tears? Well, I think we've been encouraged to think of our enemies as hopeless, and to think of their destruction as something we should celebrate and cheer. I can still remember the scenes after the death of Osama bin Laden had been announced. The cheering people, high-fiving, and shouting for joy. And now I'm not saying bin Laden was a good guy. He wasn't at all. But the cheering for death really struck a chord, and I think Paul would have had a different response. Paul says he weeps, when he remembers the enemies of the cross. Do you weep? I'll admit it's something I've struggled with. I like being right. In my sin, I enjoy looking down on others. I like the idea of those who have wronged me getting their just deserts. But the joy we have in Christ calls us to something higher. Weeping over the death even of our enemies, because we know they will face judgment. In Ezekiel, the Lord reminded us, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, and I don't think we should either. Whether his name is Osama bin Laden or Vladimir Putin, instead our focus is on Christ and the joy of knowing him and the sorrow of opposing him. Paul calls us to remember our citizenship. You are not an American or a Canadian or a Filipino. You're a citizen of the new jerusalem that's your home and we wait for christ to come again from heaven to save us paul says we wait eagerly why is that because the joy that we have in christ will one day give way to immeasurable joy when we get to see him face to face and it's not just that he's going to change our bodies Boy, am I looking forward to that. These broken bodies that wear out and get sick and fail us, these bodies are going to be transformed to be just like his glorious body. That's what we can look forward to. Our past will all be in the past. It tells us of our failures and even our successes. But as we look ahead to Christ, he tells us about our future, seeing him face to face. Receiving these new bodies in our true home, the heavenly Jerusalem, that is our joy that we can have even now. And Paul says this reality, that Christ is coming from heaven to redeem our bodies and save us once and for all, calls us to stand firm. Listen to his next words in Philippians 4.1. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Three sources of joy here in Paul's words. The first is that little word of the beginning, therefore. Therefore looks back at everything Paul just said. The joy we have in Christ, leaving our past behind pressing forward to godliness and holiness, striving to live up to what we have received, weeping over the enemies of the cross, waiting eagerly for Christ's return and our glorious entry into our heavenly home. Therefore, our life is built on this, therefore. The accomplished work of Christ for us, our salvation in his name brings us to this, therefore. And this is where our joy is found. And that brings me to a second source of joy. Paul calls the Philippians brothers and sisters. When we belong to Christ, we belong to a family. It's not just you and Jesus sticking it out against the world. You belong to the family of the Lord, fellow believers, brothers and sisters. And that gives us great joy. It means we aren't ever truly alone even though it might feel that way sometimes. Our immediate family might make us think that. But in Christ, we have a family of brothers and sisters all over the globe, a family where there is no superior. Paul was an apostle, one of the greatest missionaries to ever live, yet he called the Philippians his brothers and sisters. The church should be a place of family, koinonia, not just family values as we hear in the news, but true belonging, true acceptance to commitment, true commitment to one another. That gives us joy too, as we remember Christ's love and commitment to us. The third source of joy is where we are called to stand. Paul told us to stand firm, but where do we stand firm? Not on our own convictions or our political parties or our pet issues stand firm in the lord this is where we stand and it's where we'll always be if we follow christ in the lord fully welcomed by him fully loved and accepted not because of our commitment but because of christ's willingness to die and to rise again to save us that's our joy that is our hope the joy of Christ given to us as a member of His heavenly family.
1: May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow, overflow with hope. God.
0: From his newest Sing the Bible, the fourth CD, Randall Good came there in the God of Hope. You're in a haven today called Rejoicing in Jesus. Randall wants to help you and the kids in your life hide God's word in your hearts. And I love Randall's Sing the Bible series. It's all about having fun, but it's all about taking scripture into the heart and not forgetting it. I asked Randall the other day if he thought about the story of Jesus inviting kids to himself and how his music helps lead little children to Christ.
1: Wow, I am so glad you brought that verse up, Charles. Um, you know, what I love about that verse, people always think of it in terms of kids. But, you know, when Jesus is saying that, he's saying it to the adults. He's saying, hey, adults. Right. You, there's something right. you need to learn about these kids. and. There's two things I take from that. One is don't be a hindrance um, from these kids. If there's a way that you can get down on their level and help them to see who I am, then find it and do it, whatever it takes. And for me, one of the things that's so great that I love about that is Slugs and Bugs is not afraid to be silly. (laughs) And in some ways, this is Jesus' stamp of authority on the use of silliness for God's glory. Suffer not the little children. Let them come unto me just as they are. Don't make them act like they're little adults because they're not. I haven't made them to be adults yet. They're still little kids. Right? They get to have fun. They get to be silly. They get to make noise. Obviously, we want them to behave, but man, if we can meet them where they are and help them have fun or allow them to have fun while They're also learning about the gospel. That just seems like a win. So I look for every opportunity I can, as you may have noticed on the record, to have fun and be silly while I am experiencing the gospel with the kids.
0: That's Randall Goodgame. A long time ago, he wrote music for VeggieTales, and then he decided he wanted to move on. He created Slugs and Bugs and Sing the Bible. Well, I want everyone around you to have this music. And I think you'll be amazed how these songs will help memorize Scripture. It's going to help you too, even if you're grown. Our phone number you can call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, and when you do listen to samples from Sing the Bible, all four volumes, you can make your minimum gift, but ask for the entire set. Our web address, haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And if you just want the newest CD, that's volume four, we can send that to you for a gift of any amount. Now, also remember, there's still a war going on in the world. It is not an invasion. It is a war. And there are millions of people displaced. And we're still sending your gifts that you specify for Ukraine to Ukraine through Mission Eurasia, $50 dollars provides a box of food as well as scripture that feeds a family of five for a week. 100% we don't take a handling fee of your gift to Ukraine. will go directly to those in need. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. No person is an island to themselves. You've heard this saying. Maybe it's something we need to hear more in our day. After all, we tend to think that we can do everything by ourselves. We can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. But truth is, we're all needy. None of us can do anything on our own. Think about these words found in Psalm 40. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God, do not delay. We don't know what situation David was in when he wrote this, but he knew he needed the Lord's help, and so do we. And in Jesus, God has delivered us. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.